Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hi, it's Chris and Christina. Welcome to Real Life Mentoring Podcast. Today, we are going to give you more characteristics of what a mentor looks like. We've, we've, I don't know, Chris, have we had two or three? We just like sprinkle in these characteristics every now and then, but we're going to talk about three today. Let me introduce them and then we're going to go back and talk about them extensively. But a mentor is a fighter. We're going to uh, kind of uncover what that looks like. A mentor knows the difference between surviving and thriving. Good discussion there. And a mentor knows themselves. What does that mean? It means that they know their abilities, their strengths, their weaknesses, their skills, and they use them uh, to help their mentors. So let's jump into a mentor is a fighter. Chris, unpack that for us. Well, let me let me back up for a moment. Uh-huh. Part of the reason we would we want to do an episode or episodes on characteristics of a mentor is so that you, the listener, can listen to these characteristics and go, I have that because yeah. many people don't believe they have what it takes mm-hmm. to be an effective mentor. Yeah. And it does require some training, some experience, uh, getting your feet wet. But most of us have a lot of characteristics already mm-hmm. that we may not even be, be aware of to be a, right. an effective mentor. So that's we why- just take it for granted. Oh, well- doesn't everybody do that? Nope, not everybody. So let's jump into a mentor as being a fighter. When I think about this, as a man, I mean, I did not grow up learning how to physically fight. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's, a, I think probably a bad thing and a good thing too. <laughs> so I didn't know how to fight. But when we're talking about a mentor as a fighter, it's resolve. It's mm-hmm. a mindset. Mm-hmm. It's using your words wisely. It's not backing down when you don't need to back down. It's having boundaries. It's in numerous okay. things. I'm going to be a, I want to be a mentor who will fight for another man's journey, his story. That's what I was going to ask you. So it's not fighting like we're going to pick a fight. It's fighting on behalf of the mentee, right? Because we fight for things that we believe in. And if I believe in the young woman sitting across from me, I'm going to fight for her. So let's talk about how do, what are the practical things? We've got a list here that we want to unpack for you about ways you can fight for a mentee. How are some ways, Chris, that you fought for a mentee? When a man believes lies about himself, mm, yeah. and many times they are handed early on in life, and we're not even aware of this, mm-hmm. um, then as a mentor, I want to be able to go, you know what? Let's say his name is is Joe. His name is Sam, whatever it be. I say, Sam or Joe, you're believing a lie, and I'm willing to fight for you to help you see that these things are not true. So for instance, I want to be willing to remind this this uh, this man that I would be mentoring of God's truth over his circumstances, over mm-hmm. his life, what he's been told. Uh, you could, to go, well, that's just how my family is. This is how I am. And if it's not of God, I'm going to fight with him, hopefully. Mm-hmm. He has to be willing to fight as well and say, we're going to discover God's truth for you, and we're not going to give up. We're going to fight for it. I want to paint a picture of what that looks like. You guys have heard me talk about Marty, my sweet, 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 sweet Marty, who was best friend, my mentor. And when I was in my season of anxiety and I was struggling, she fought for me. What did that look like? Well, she 
she made herself available to me. So when I was having a, a freak out and I was in the midst of emotion, I knew I could call her, right? That, that was before cell phones and texts, but I knew she was only a phone call away. How else did she fight for me? I would say, oh, I just feel so, and she'd listen and she'd say, Christina, these are emotions. This is not the rest of your life. This is a season. So she fought you know, for me by bringing me back to a place of sanity, bringing me back to a place of truth. And she would give her own story, Christina. This is going to be part of your history. God's not going to wait the, or waste this. He's going to use it. She fought for me. And so I think that's just a real practical example. Um, well, I do know when we are, we get mentally tired or discouraged or overwhelmed. It helps to have another person who knows us. Yeah. To, to go, wait a minute, I know who you are. You're believing this lie about yourself and you're not you're not hearing God's truth for yourself mm-hmm. because of circumstances. And it's not it's not being a cheerleader. You can do this uh, to a certain extent. That's great, but I want somebody to anchor me in God's truth. Be a cheerleader for me, but but say, yeah, this is hard. But you know what? God said, in this life, you're going to have troubles, but you're going to make it through or whatever. So I think just... Reminding people of God's truth. Yeah, let's go on to the second thing about willing to believe for somebody when they can't. Well, I would let me ask you this question. I know it's 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 a spur of the moment here, but what do you mean when you say must be willing to believe when they can't? Like, what is there something you couldn't? Well, back to my example, when I was in the throes of anxiety, I could never imagine my life without anxiety. Okay. I just thought, oh, this is the rest of my life. Well. My mentor didn't believe that. She had experience with that. She knew better. Yeah. It's seeing, it's it's like as, as a parent, having your children and looking at them and going, believing and knowing things for their future yeah. because of their age or immaturity or just lack of experience. They don't see it for themselves. So I'm I'm believing this for you because mm-hmm. you can't right now. And mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. That, that's not a, that's not a deficit. Yeah. It's just where people can be at a certain moment. Uh, another one would be, but must be willing to pursue when they are not lovable. Mm. Um, Have you had to pursue anybody that you were mentoring that they were not lovable? Yes, and that's not, it's a choice because it's not easy. So if I'm yeah. mentoring a guy and he pushes back mm-hmm. and he's not kind or he's irritated or maybe just out, right out rude, mm-hmm. in my flesh as a human, I just want to pull back and say, well, forget it then. Yeah. But if I could back up and see the bigger picture to go, that's not really who he is. He's under a specific amount of a certain amount of stress right now. So could I still go after him, be intentional with him, be assertive, even when he's not lovable? Mm. Um, if you think about it, that's required in a marriage, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The times you're not lovable, I'm just I've got to push right and <laughs> stay there. Let me back up yeah. when I'm not lovable. Mm. You do the same with me in a, in a healthy friendship, but to know. You're not going to give up on me just because I blow it. Mm-hmm. Meaning, my mentor's not going to give up on me because I blow it. I'm not lovable at that point. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, uh, must be willing to keep pushing them forward. And we talked about the easy thing is just to give up on people. But the thing that 
offers people so much grace is to keep pushing forward. Now, I I do think we need to talk about the caveat where if somebody is not willing, hey, do not push me in this area. I will not go there. Then wisdom says, then don't push. Give it some time, right? Listen to the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit say, go ahead and push or back off or whatever? And this is different from somebody not following through on on things they're working on in their life. But if this is somebody who's saying, listen, I know this is an area in my life I need to address. I am not ready. I am not ready to go there. Then I think it's a wise idea to shelve that. It makes me think of a man I was talking with many years ago. His wife had passed away, and uh, meaning she had died. And <clears throat> we're in the car, and I'm asking him questions about, tell me about your, your wife. What are some memories you have about when you were first married? They had been married many years and he answered my question with just um, a short sentence. Mm. And I asked him something else and the same thing. And I realized he's Chris, not ready. He's yeah. not ready. Don't push this. What you're trying to, I was trying to encourage him and, hey, let's talk through this. Let's enjoy. I want to help you enjoy memories of your wife. But it was pretty obvious he's not able to do that right now. And if I push, I'm going to cause some damage or he's going to just pull away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anything there uh, under this characteristic that a mentor is a fighter, they fight on behalf of their mentee. Anything else? I just go back to, we, it, 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 it does something for our hearts and our minds to know somebody believes, somebody else believes enough in us mm-hmm. that to stand up with and say, look, it may be difficult at times, but I'm willing to stand with you and fight with you to get through this because I know there's potential there. Right. I just had this thought too, something that's not on our list, but sometimes we fight for our mentee by when trust has been built. If we see a habit or a pattern of behavior and say, hey, I've been noticing this. I don't think this is going to be sustainable long term. It's not going to add to your growth. Tell me Do you see this behavior? We can fight for somebody else by lovingly pointing out something to call them up and out of a behavior. Uh, That's a way we can fight for our mentees. Yeah. Well, I think the word fight itself. What do you you think of when you hear the word fight? Combat. Combat. It's going to take effort. Yeah. I I, I can sit in a chair with my arms crossed and let's say there's an enemy coming after me, a physical enemy. I've got to get up out of that chair, Mm -hmm. unfold my arms and pick up a weapon of some sort. And just using that as an example. So when you hear the word fight, it is it will require action, action, some mental, emotional, spiritual, and sometimes physical. Um, emotional. <laughs> I say yeah, emotional yeah. effort. It just will. Yeah. And so the word fight means there's no passivity yeah, there. Right. So good. A mentor is a fighter. Let's look to the second characteristic. A mentor knows the difference between surviving and thriving. So... We believe, I totally believe that scripture tells us that we are supposed to thrive. John 10.10 says that the thief, meaning the thief of our souls, the enemy of God, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus himself came to give us life to the full, or some translations will say abundant life. I think that's more than surviving. That's thriving. And so... Because so many people, myself included, have unhealthy things that have just been layered and layered and layered on us, things that we've gotten free from or not, sometimes that keeps us from doing the thing that helps us thrive. So a good example of this, 
sometimes it's just easier to survive in life with surface conversation. Hey, Jane, how are you? I'm good. How about you? Great. And we move on. To me, that's surviving. Thriving means that we have people that we can have those deeper conversations. Meaningful conversations. Right. Meaningful. Yeah. Oh, what's another example of surviving versus thriving? Well, let me share this for a moment. Okay, when I think of, sur- uh, excuse me, just surviving, I think of phrases or words like this. Okay, this is the best it's going to get. Mm-hmm. This is good enough or no more is possible for me. Yeah. Or I'm just going to get through the day. I'm just getting through the week. How are you doing? I'm just trying to get through. Yeah. That is a reality. And, and I've been there before. I want those to be moments of my in my life, I don't want them to be a theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so why is it important that a mentor knows this? Well, I believe that a mentor should be thriving. doesn't mean living a perfect life, but they're thriving. And when they see survival language or survival behavior in a mentee, ding, 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 an alarm bell goes off and they know, hey, let's address this. This sounds like survival. What would thriving look like in this area? So we, we have like choosing religion versus an intimate, authentic, growing relationship with Jesus. Unpack that. I can go to church. I can read uh, the Bible. I can quote scripture. I can even teach. I can listen Uh, to a good podcast. I can listen to a good podcast. I can talk religion. I can talk theology. I I could write papers on it, Mm -hmm. but it's not, that doesn't, open up the door. It's not open up the door. That doesn't tell me that I have a relationship with God through Jesus. Yeah. And so uh, I don't want to survive. I've been, I spent too many years early on. I came to a relationship with God through Jesus when I was at the age of nine. I believe I survived in life uh, within our family, but also in my relationship with God mm. because I didn't, yes, I was young, but no one really explained to me how to engage God and be a boy, just be yourself, be yeah. human. And as I grew up, to be a teenager, to be a young man, to be a middle-aged man, over the years, I've learned to um, have a better understanding of God through conversations with people who know more than I did at the time concerning God. And it took it from, okay, it's just religion. It's just surviving. Mm-hmm. No, it's actually thriving because I experience the presence of God today. I think we could spend a lot of time here Um, as a mentor. If I'm meeting with someone, a young woman, and um, I love to throw out this question. What is God? Again, we're coming from a biblical perspective, right? Uh, What is God teaching you? And if there's nothing (laughs) that she's growing in or whatever, then not that she's choosing religion, but she may just be surviving. Uh, I know God. I just am not talking to him. I'm not reading his word. Then we, then that's a great place to start. So, or anyway. we, we've heard people say, "I don't, I don't hear from God." Yeah, you talk about hearing from God. I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, I, I try to talk to God that I don't understand that, and so it's helping people learn how to do that. And that honestly, it will take you out of a, a survival mode in your relationship with God to a thriving one. Yeah, it doesn't mean you won't still struggle. I think the rest of these, I'm going to read them. I think okay. they don't, they're self-explanatory, but when we ignore our physical health or we bury, well, if we just are ignoring our physical health, that's could be an example of surviving versus being healthy. That's thriving. Um, anything you want to say on that? 
the only thing I will say, so I'm, I'm currently uh, reading a book by Dr. Caroline Leaf. She's a, a neuroscientist who's a woman of faith. And she talks about how the mind directly impacts the brain, which is in our heads, obviously, and the brain impacts the body. And so if I'm in survival mode in my mind, this is the best it's going to get. This is not possible. There's no way out. Uh, Woe is me. That mind, that mindset affects my brain, which affects my body, which is my physical health. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen it happen in my own life before. Yeah. So uh, another example of surviving, allowing negative thoughts to remain hidden, just stuffing your negative thoughts, as opposed to talking about them, talking about them in a healthy uh, setting. Another example, letting your emotions control you sometimes could be a survival tactic versus controlling your emotions. Um, And then this seems silly, but I think when we give up on learning any kind of new skill, Sometimes that's just survival tactic versus choosing to learn something new. Well, on that one, I grew up with a such a distorted mindset of survival. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a mindset of survival because of some things I didn't believe or understand. And one was was this, oh, you know how to do that? That's a skill you have or that's a talent or ability you have? That's not possible for me. Mm. And I go, but I why? Did, it did not <laughs> register for me, but why? Yeah. Now, there are certain things I'm just not going to have a, uh, a a talent, a bent toward. But there are many things that I could learn and do well mm-hmm. that I was never introduced to. And I just had this mindset. I just got to get through life. And so I'm not going to try something new because I may fail. Or I may not be good at it. But then I go, wait a minute, there's so many possibilities. And that really took me, has taken me to some places from survival to actually thriving. Like, this is fun. This is enjoyable. I'm good at this. So I think we've done a good a job of unpacking this, but why, why is this important for a mentor? I think that a mentor, not, I think I know a, ne- a mentor needs to be someone who is thriving in their life. A survivor just doing the status quo is not going to seek out to be a mentor, right? So a mentor does need to be somebody who's thriving, but they also need to recognize within a mentee, Oh, this is survival or how could we get that from thriving? And I had to thought, Christina. So if someone survives, let's say we were in a, a boat and we survived a, a storm on mm-hmm. the ocean and we made it to an island and we are worn out physically, mentally, and emotionally. We get onto the beach. We're not ready to run a marathon. Right. We need to okay, sit down, lie down, be fed some nutrition, clean water, rest for a while. Then our brains can go, okay, now I can move forward, but probably small steps back yeah. to my health. Yeah, so a mentor knows how to just kind of navigate those waters. Yeah, yeah. we're not we're not going to throw you in the deep end yeah. if you've lived in a survival mode. Good. So we've talked about a mentor as a fighter. A mentor also knows the difference between surviving and thriving. And the last characteristic today, a mentor knows themselves. They know their talents, abilities, skills, their strength, and they use them to develop others. Gosh, this is so multifaceted. But, you know, I love a good thrift find or a good antique deal or whatever. It is a superpower of mine. And oftentimes, like, what does that matter? You know what? I've got a sweet, sweet friend. She is a mentee and friend, and she just moved to a new home. And part of how I can walk alongside her in life is, okay, what are you looking for? Let's thrift for that. Let's find it at a good deal. Um, I can use that skill for her. So it can be something 
not that that's trivial like that, or I love studying the Bible. I love studying the Bible. And in the past, I've had young women. Right now, I'm meeting with a sweet young mama who goes, oh, it's so hard for me to study the Bible. Give me some hands-on tools that I can do that. So a mentor uses who they are, their natural giftings, their abilities, their skills, their expertise, and passes that along to their mentee. And or things you've learned. Yeah. And it could be part of your education, part of your training. But so, uh, and guys, hear, hear, hear us on this. There's no arrogance in this. Now, we can be arrogant about our abilities, talents, skills, I'm right? I'm kind of arrogant about my thrifting superpower. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's something you've got to deal with. You need a, ment- you need a mentor. <laughs> but we don't. If we're not arrogant about it, but confident. I yeah. mean, if someone says, "I want to help you with your with your okay with your physical health, yeah, your nutrition." Now, I'm not very confident in what I'm going to tell you. I don't know if it works or not. Do you want that person yeah, helping you? No, uh-uh. that doesn't make sense. But a person with confidence in what they have been given, what they know to do, yeah, I want that. And so, one of the areas that God has gifted me is I'm a I'm a good connector of people. You are, yeah. So I may meet this person over here, and I go, you know what? I'm not the best person to help them. But this person is. But I want to connect them with this other person. And we've had an experience recently where this young man who you met Uh said, I think, and you're a good connector as well. Yeah. I think you should have a conversation with my husband. Uh Total stranger. Yeah. With this. And so I had a conversation with him. And as he talked about his health issues, I go, I've got a really good friend who's a strong mentor. Yeah. Excellent mentor who is so gifted with fitness and nutrition Mm -hmm. at a cellular level. Yeah. And so they connected this young man because his life has been totally changed. His life has been turned around physically and emotionally and mentally, I would say, Uh because of you and I choosing to use some skills of Mm -hmm. connecting people. Yeah. So maybe you're a good connector. Look at what you have. And that that's a great characteristic. Let God use that. Yeah. And just don't be timid about it. Use it. And don't underestimate your skills, abilities, natural talents, natural bents, uh, hobby. I mean, everything that who you are, God can use in the life of a mentee. Yeah. Okay. Anything else in closing, Chris? That's good for another uh, short list of characteristics of a mentor. Yeah. So just in, in terms of review, a mentor is a fighter. You get to fight. For a mentee, a mentor knows the difference between surviving and thriving, and they know themselves and they use their abilities, talents for the life of the mentee. So today is a a short list of a long, long list of characteristics as a mentor. So thanks for choosing to listen. We hope that you apply these. If you don't have a mentor, begin looking for someone with these characteristics. If you are a mentor, hone these skills in your life. So thanks as always for listening. We want to thank you as always for listening. If today was helpful, if something that you listened to was helpful, we would really love it if you would go to Apple or Spotify, leave us a review, download, subscribe, and for all things related to podcast. If you'd like to give a financial contribution to help us continuing bringing this sort of broadcasting to you, just go to FahrenheitMentoring.org. 